Maseches Kilaim, Perik Dalid, Mishnah Dalid, it's 4 4. The previous Mishnah had said that while the usual rule is one must distance from a vineyard for Amos before planting grains or greens, and if he has a single individual vine, the distance would be six Tfachim. But if there is a partition that separates between the grapevines and the grains or greens, then there's no problem on planting on either side up to the wall. So, in other words, from a bird's eye view, the distance between the grapevine and the wheat stalk could be, you know, two inches if between the two of them is a partition. Uh, that was the previous mission. Now, this mission here is going to say that if the partition you use isn't even a solid wall, and in the previous mission we said there's no thickness requirement, which is why it could be paper thin, and that's why you could have two inches, so to speak, between the uh, the vine and the wheat stalk. But here we're saying, if the partition is not even a solid partition at all, it's just a string of, a series of poles, one after the other. A kana is like a a stick or a reed, like bamboo or something. So that's also an effective partition. And in ein ben kana chavero, provided that the distance between each stake in the ground is less than shlosha tfachim, three tfachim, about, let's say, 11 inches, something like that. So if there's less than three tfachim, three handbreadths, 11 inches between one pole in the ground and the next pole in the ground, so a rule kicks in, and that rule is called lavud. I'm actually not sure what the etymology of the word lavud is, to be totally honest. But the word lavud, lavud, is the notion, the legal notion, that if two things are within three tefachim of one another, it's as if they're connected for the sake of establishing a partition. And that being the case, if one wants to plant a vineyard on the west and a wheat field on the east, the previous mission said you need to put a, a, a wall ten tefachim high. And that wall has no thickness requirements. It'd be paper thin, but it's a wall. This mission is saying the truth is no walls required. You can just put a series of poles in the ground on that dividing line between the vineyard and the uh, the wheat. And that being the case, you wouldn't even two inches. You could be, so to speak, be half an inch apart, if you will, um, as long as you just don't violate the line that is delineated by the poles. Then you can have one section be vineyard, one section be wheat field, let's say. And the the poles act as a partition, and we imagine, legally imagine, that the poles define a contiguous solid wall, a solid partition. That's the rule of Lavud. So the mission therefore says, if your partition is made out of poles, if the distance between one pole and the next is less than three tfachim, which would be the width which would allow for a goat to pass through. That is to say, the notion of three tfachim is, if it's less than that, that would stop a goat from going through easily. Uh, if it's three tfachim or more, then goats could go through. And the idea is that essentially the Chazal's intuition, if a goat could pass through, then it would not be an effective partition, and therefore we need to be uh, within three tfachim of one to the next. So then, then that string of poles, that series of poles, is effective in establishing a partition. And you could plant the vineyard on one side of the poles, and the field of grain on the other side of the poles. The gedr shnifrat, a new din here. If you have a gedr, we're back to a, a wall. And that wall, we said you could plant on either side of the wall, one side of vineyard, one side uh, grain, no problem. What happens if you have a pirza, a breach in that wall? So the idea would be now 
that there's no thing between where your vines are growing and where your wheat is growing. So just like in the previous clause of the Mishnah, we said that's okay because we can make a, a legal connection between the poles and imagine there's something, you know, an invisible line that passes between the poles that separates clearly and therefore not that there's a wheat field on one side and a grape vineyard at the other side. Um, so too, if you have a pirza breach in a wall, since it's clear that there's a wall running here, even if there's no actual wall physically present, you are allowed to plant on either side of the breach and allow it to have wheat on one side and vines on the other side, even though there's nothing physically dividing between the two. What's the size that a breach could be? Ad asara amos, vast. It could be up to 10 amos wide. So you have a large wall. Let's say, the, for argument's sake, the wall is you know, 100 feet long. In the middle of the wall, some there's a breach. Some walls you know, get broken down. Some stones are removed, whatever the story is. Even if that is te- up to 10 amos wide, so an ama, let's say, is 18 inches, a foot and a half. So it could be, you know, 13, 14 feet across of gap in the wall. Without any problem, you could plant the wheat on the one side of where the wall used to be and the grapes on the other side of where the wall used to be. And uh, although there's nothing actually dividing the wheat from the grapes for 10, 12, 14 feet, not a problem. Horehi kapesach, it's the exact same as if there'd be an intentional entrance way, meaning like a gate or a door um, in the wall where the din is the same, that you could plant on either side of the door or doorway or wall, or breach for that matter, no problem. Yasser mikain, however, if the width of the breach exceeds 10 amos, something like around, you know, 5 meters, I don't know, 15, 16 feet, at that point, so then, kenegada pirza aser, you no longer can allow wheat or any other grain to be on one side of where of the where the wall used to be, and grapevines on the other side of where the wall used to be, um, within dot almost one or the other, because essentially we say that that breach is so large, it's now that you have two separate walls, and where the breach is, there's no wall at all. If it be less than ten almost across of the breach, then we say it's one single contiguous wall, just with a, a you know an opening in the middle. What happens if nifritsu bopiritsus harbe? What happens if you have multiple breaches in the wall? Each breach is less than 10 amos, but you have lots of them. So do we say it's like one wall just with a lot of holes, each one, you know, imaginarily connected to the main wall? Or do we say we have several separate walls where where the walls aren't there between one and the next, where the breach is? One couldn't plant uh, grain on one side and, and a vineyard on the other side. So the answer is, if the amount of wall still standing exceeds the amount of wall that has fallen down, meaning for argument's sake, if your wall were 100 feet long, so as long as you have 51 feet of the wall still standing, even if 49 feet of the wall fell in various places, as long as none of the individual places is more than 10 almost across, so then uh, you're allowed to, it's mutter, you're allowed to plant along the entire uh, border defined by the wall and where the wall used to be, not a problem. It's considered one single wall, just with many breaches. On the other hand, if there's more that has fallen than standing, so your 100-foot wall now is 51 feet is open and 49 feet still stand, so then we look at it as each of the different sections that are still standing are a separate wall, and there's no invisible line connecting one wall to the next, lot, next part of the wall, and therefore, connected appears aser. Every area where there's a pirza, a breach in the wall, you'd have to make sure that the distance between the remaining grain 
and the vineyard is now back up to four almost because we look at the various breaches in the wall as being non-existent because the majority of the wall has fallen down. 